0: It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. Radio Network. Because that's the bottom line. The Stone Cold Everybody dies. Because I'm better than you, and you know it. Woo! Yes, sir. Off the Mat, with, with Alex Lowe's, Josh Silverberg, and Lyle Gillen.
1: Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we are back here live on the World Wide Sports Radio Network. This is Off the Mat, the only wrestling talk show here on WWSRN. Joining you again every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Of course, your host, Josh Silverberg. And I have my tag team partners here with me at this time. I want to introduce them first. And sunny, I would imagine, sunny Florida, Mr. Alex Slows. What's going on, sir?
2: Nothing much, Josh. It's been an amazing week. Uh, can't wait to get into all the topics that we have presented for you, the wrestling fans, on tonight's show. Stick with us the whole way through. It's going It's going to be a special one, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and of course our other host, Mr. Lyle Gillen, the one and only. What's happening there, boy? Oh,
3: one and only Lyle Gillen is correct.
1: So pretty much we're going to get to our special guest in a few minutes, but before we do that, we want to basically talk to you how can you listen to us every Tuesday and how can you listen to all of our other wonderful shows that we have here on WWSRN, and it's quite simple. You go to the app. Well, how do you download the app? If you have an iPhone, you go to the Apple Store. You type in WWSRN. If you have an Android, you go to the Google Play Store. You type in worldwide sports. You click install or download, whatever it is. And right away it's at the tip of your fingers and it's all free. You got our free shows, free content, articles, clips. If you want to re-watch and re-listen to any of the shows you might have missed, you could do all that. That's an awesome thing that and an awesome feature to have as well. You take all that, like I said. And check us out, worldwidesportsradio.com is our official website. So pretty much really quick. Um, I, I We're going to get to our guests in a minute. From 8 to 9, I will be on. At Between 9 and 9.30, I will not be here. I have to help my wife out with something. Um, so I will be back on at 9.30. Alex and Lyle will take over. Um, God help us all. That's besides the point. We can save uh, the show. Well, listen, you know, I just have to speak the truth, don't I? We are breaking news. And also, you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope. We're on every single social media platform. It is all there for you. We want to get to our special guest because I know his time is very valuable very valuable, and we are honored to have him on tonight. He is one of the biggest wrestling insiders in the country. He is a Rush for Spectrum 360 Sports. He's a reporter there, and he's the host of Living the Gimmick as well. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Mr. John Alba. John, it's Josh, Lyle, and Alex. How are you doing, sir?
4: Man, I'll tell you, the pomp and circumstances. You don't see (laughs) that in a lot of places. I guess that's the kind of respect that we dish out in the Northeast there. So I appreciate, the as a Jersey guy myself turned adopted Floridian, I appreciate the the pomp and circumstances very much hey
1: listen man you first off i'm going to say it, you work your tail off and getting you on Thanks. the show was you know it's obvious it's oh it's a challenge to get guests on for sure but yours, you are beyond busy everything you're doing you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so it's an honor to have you on i mean Thanks. Look, Lyle missed an a Ranger game tonight. He he yeah, he, said he had to. He said I have to be on on this
4: one. Oh, I appreciate so, it. Lyle, thank you. You know, for, um I mean the, when I think of the New York Rangers, I think of Adam Henrique for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> You're
1: something else, you know that.
4: Keep you in mind I'm, I'm a I'm a reporter. I'm a sports reporter first before I cover anything else. So just keep that in mind here, okay? <laughs> I know
1: why you're bringing up Adam Henrik's name, so we're off to a great start. Thanks, John. I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, I suppose you're going to say the next it's over, right, by Doc afterwards. You're going to do that quote too afterwards
4: as uh, well? Listen, Doc Emrick, as as a, as a broadcaster, Doc Emrick is uh, just one of the absolute best to ever do it. And regardless of whether he was calling something for your team or against your team, uh, I miss hearing that guy call sports. Absolutely. Yeah, no for doubt sure. about that
1: absolutely I think he's the best play-by-play man in the business that's my opinion on it but um first off I want to get right into it how are you doing how is your family doing with everything with COVID going on it's it seems like you don't have a chance to you know to really catch your breath at times with all the work you're doing but how are you guys doing how's your family doing with COVID and all that stuff going on yeah
4: well I appreciate that Uh, my family is up in Jersey and uh, in Jersey, things that people have been a little more cautious than where I am here in Orlando, um, where where I, I know, Alex, you're you're from Florida, too. And, and uh, things are just a little different in, in, in Florida. That's that's that's, that's, for sure. that's, that's true. <laughs> and so, you know, I mean, I've done all I can to say, hell, you know, when I'm out telling stories and interviewing people. You just do your best you can to be careful. I double mask when I'm out there. I, I got my second vaccine shot on Sunday, so um, I'm feeling good about that. And, uh, yeah, man, just doing my best to stay healthy. I hope everyone uh, out there listening and all of you guys have managed to stay safe as well.
1: Absolutely. We're doing the best we can for sure. Um, I know I, I, got my, I got my vaccination as well out. Sure. I believe you did too. And, Lyle, you're in the process of it as well. Sure. Yeah. I have one shot. You got one shot already, so, you know, we're all just taking the initiative and trying to get back to some semblance of normalcy, but speaking of normalcy, it felt like we had some normalcy. uh, What was it, two weeks ago? You were at WrestleMania. You were at WrestleMania 37, and we've had some very mixed emotions on what we thought of the show, what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it. My question, John, to you is, you know, we're sitting back watching it on television. We weren't there live, and this was the first big show—the Though the first live big show that we. I mean, AEW's had some shows, but they have like eight hundred fans, nine hundred fans. I'm talking twenty five thousand plus mm-hmm. that are at Raymond James Stadium. You know, like I said, we we have the semblance of watching it on TV. When you looked at it being there live, is it somewhat of a different perspective on what you thought of the show than maybe what? we might have thought about it because again, I think being there in person rather than watching it on TV is kind of a different way of looking at it.
4: Yeah. I, I think the ambiance in the aura is something you feel much more tangibly when you're there in person. Obviously it's weird because as someone who is a sportscaster, you know, I've had the fortune of covering the NFL playoffs, the NBA playoffs, you know, I've, I've been to these big events and, you take it for granted just what these atmospheres are like like you you take for granted what it's like to and you guys are all sports fans so you know what it's like mm-hmm. to be an arena or to be in a stadium with twenty thousand people around you so now that we haven't experienced that for a year plus all of a sudden it feels so strange right like like it feels mm-hmm. foreign and, and you're almost like is it okay for me to enjoy this like i'm, I'm not sure if it if it is or not and I went to a couple of AEW's pay-per-views over at Daly's Place in Jacksonville, and, and I thought they did a really nice job with how they spaced people out and handled that. Uh, Raymond James Stadium, I mean, I don't know if it was quite 25,000 like they said it was, but it was definitely probably around eighteen, nineteen thousand, 19,000. And that's a lot of people uh, with how things are right now. But for the most part, mm-hmm. I felt like it was handled pretty well. Did you like the show as a whole? I liked night one more than I liked night two. I think that's kind of the general consensus among a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, but I also think it's unfair to compare the nights because that's that is what this whole situation has created, where these talent unfortunately are going to have one night juxtaposed to the other, and I, I don't think that's really fair because ultimately it should be the same show, but how the card placement, pardon me, how the card placement shakes out ultimately determines how you enjoy it, and and I just felt like night two got off to a really flat start and because of that, it, it under-delivered in, in some regards. You go, Lyle.
3: Okay, so I want to bounce off of that a little bit. He brought up WrestleMania, and next month we have AEW's big pay-per-view, biggest pay-per-view. We Double or Nothing. So I'm wondering, what have you heard about the Double Nothing card coming up, and what their current plans are?
4: Um, I, I, I don't... So when I cover pro wrestling, I, I want to make this clear, like, Yes, I do hear things about story stuff and, and all that, but um, my priorities when covering pro wrestling are more the hard issues of pro wrestling. So mm-hmm. uh, the COVID outbreaks in Florida that we had during this, the involvement of the government in WWE, um, you know, breaking down conceptually pro wrestling at score. I work on the independent scene. I'm a manager yeah. on the independent scene and I broadcast on the independent scene. So I'm very respectful of, creative plans and you know i can editorialize and add how i feel about certain creative plans i don't like to spoil too much from what i know um i think the main thing that aw is building right now because they've got still six weeks until this pay-per-view yeah i think that 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 blood and guts match is really what they're going to prioritize building to on may 5th i believe it is at daily's place and it's really interesting when you bring up blood and guts because I've spoken to a lot of individuals in AEW who felt like that March 14th, 2020 show that was going to be at the Prudential Center in Newark. They felt like that was going to be the show that, that blood and guts was going to be on that. They felt like that was going to be the show that was going to take AEW over the top and bring them to numbers that would be comparable to Monday night raw uh, by the end of 2020. Obviously we know that wasn't meant to be. So I'm really curious to see how they start to build that double or nothing card one, but two, the effect that Blood and Guts has on the AEW viewership uh, in the weeks to come and the weeks after
0: that.
3: And if you look at what the ratings did last week, you can make an argument that after Blood and Guts, that show could make them comparable to the Monday Night Raw current viewership, which is since the pandemic started, it's went down the toilet. But you you look at where it's at, they could definitely get up there and become pretty close to that 1.7 to 1.9 range that they've been in.
4: Yeah, it's going to be hard for them to do that because, listen, uh, aside from last week, AEW has pretty much been floating around seven hundred to 900,000 more or less. So I, I had thought that Q3, quarter three would probably be a good place for them to get to to just average around a million viewers. But then we saw what happened last week where they did 1.219 million. So I don't know how sustainable that is right now because keep in mind, that's the immediate curiosity of the AEW. NXT audience that switched over and it was very tangibly the NXT audience that switched over Mm -hmm. so I'm not entirely sure if they're going to be able to sustain that right away I'm curious if they will because if they will and they continue to build on that then yeah I don't think it's too out of the realm of possibility to suggest by August September October maybe we're talking about AEW being in that 1.6 1.7 million range where you are doing numbers similar to Monday Night Raw
1: Alex you're up man
4: So
2: since we're talking about ratings and ratings comparison, how do you compare the WWE raw and SmackDown main roster ratings now versus six years ago? Because six years ago, they were almost at 7.08 million viewers on both shows. Does the WWE need fresh faces on their main roster in your opinion? Because I feel like with the roster they have now, They're not getting, they're not pulling in as much audience. They're not getting a a big enough audience with their storylines and how fans react to those storylines.
4: Yeah. I mean, I'd say about six years ago, it wasn't so much seven, eight million. I I think it was probably a little closer to three million, three and a half million, which is still substantially bigger than what we're looking at right now. You know, when you're talking about seven million, eight million, you're more talking about like 2002, 2003, 2004. And and coming off that heyday of the attitude era into the ruthless aggression era, but uh, as far as fresh faces, fresh faces, I'll get it out. I've got Invisalign, <laughs> in, but it, you know it screws with me a little bit. But uh, um, but as far as the fresh faces go, for me, it's not so much fresh faces as it is consistent, protective booking. You need to find a way to protect those talent and book those talent in a way where their positives are enhanced and their weaknesses are hidden. Take a look at, I'm going to give you two examples here. Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre had protected booking where Mm -hmm. he was booked as a superstar and as a top guy who didn't lose. And when he did lose, it was because the odds were stacked against him and he elevated himself up the card. You then on the flip side of that, look at what happened with the hurt business where Cedric Alexander and Sheldon Benjamin, their positives were being accentuated and their weaknesses hidden by what MVP and Bobby Lashley were bringing to the table for them. And then you pull them back for seemingly no reason. And therefore that talent that was starting to get over, even though Shelton Benjamin is 39 years old and has been exposed forever, those talent were starting to get over in this role. Now all of a sudden you're reeling back. Yeah. Around. You're
2: decreasing their momentum pretty much. Right.
4: It's start, stop booking. And that is the problem, in my opinion, that WWE's main roster has had. Not so much a talent, because I think right now, in-ring talent-wise, it's some of the most talented individuals sure. they've ever had.
2: Yeah.
1: I want to know, what is it that got you into this, you know, professional wrestling itself? What is it that drew you to it? I mean, we all have stories about what God is interested in. My, my mother takes full responsibility as to why I am the way I am today with <laughs> wrestling, and my wife blames her for it. Um but what got you into wanting to, you know, lock into to, to wrestling? What is it like a wrestler that got you excited to watch every single night, whether it be Saturday night, when it's Saturday night's main event, or whatever it is?
4: October 5th, 1997, I saw this guy rip a door off of Hell in a Cell. His name was Kane, and I was hooked ever since then. Just happened to be watching at a neighbor's house. I was a young kid. I was five years old, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was so enamored with it. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I, I was hooked. And then The Rock just grabbed me. And from that point on, I, I had a brief period around 03, 04 where I kind of dabbled out. But uh, then once Eddie passed, I was really back in and haven't looked back since. And then working the independent scene has just made my love grow even more and the appreciation that I have for pro wrestling. That brings me
1: to, I, I wanna, I'll wanna let God go in a second, but Now you got me excited because I really want to ask this question because this has been brought up so many times. This wasn't even a question I was even going to ask you, but now you you brought up Kane's name. Do you find the Undertaker-Kane storyline, in your opinion, the greatest storyline ever told in wrestling history?
4: I don't know if it's the greatest storyline ever told, but it's certainly one of the most compelling, right? You couldn't look away uh, as it unfolded, and there was genuine mystery to it. I think for me, where they fall flat is their matches weren't that good together. Like, they just, like, I love them. They are two of my all-time favorites, but their matches just weren't that good. They didn't have great chemistry together. Their first match was their best match. The and, WrestleMania match, yeah. Yeah, the, the first WrestleMania match they had, yeah. yeah. And um, I don't know. I mean, I love them as a tag team. I, I love the whole arc. I mean, you can follow that whole arc over a span of 15 years, and it's it's super entertaining and, and great, but it's certainly one of the most compelling.
1: We're talking to Spectrum 360 Sports TV host star and of course the host of the living gimmick uh, living the gimmick excuse me John Alba joining us thankfully joining us this evening I'm gonna let go and ask the next question I know there's so much to uncover with him
4: being <laughs> I got world. all the time in the world for you guys so <laughs> let's, let's rock and roll here I okay got so going on so you're a you're big on on
3: wrestling Twitter and you get <laughs> yeah it's a pretty <laughs> horrible place you get' pool <laughs> yeah, you get the great part of both worlds—the WWE fans and the AEW fans—and the WWE fans like to say the AEW fans are the worst in the world, and the WWE fans like to say the AEW fans are the worst in the world. Now, obviously, every fandom has their horrible part of their fan base. Now, in my opinion, the fan base that hates every other wrestling company that's not WWE—it will always be the worst. What do you think is the worst of the worst?
4: I think the worst fans are the fans that tribalize everything like what you just said there's no reason to hate on other people for enjoying a certain product Um, you can be critical of a product and not like a product uh, or you can be critical of other fans for making excuses for a product I think that is a fair assessment to make but there's no reason to have all this tribalism if you don't like something don't watch it if, yep. if you do or like not. something, watch it. That's great. Right now, even though the pro wrestling audience as a whole is lower than it's ever been, there are more quality places now to work than there's ever been. And yep. that's good for everybody. That means if you like one style of wrestling, you can watch that. If you like another style of wrestling, you can watch that. If you work a style of wrestling, you can tailor yourself to work for companies like that. That's healthy for everybody. So wrestling fans on Twitter and Reddit, which I believe Reddit is even worse than Twitter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wrestling, fans, wrestling, fans, yeah, wrestling fans that spend so much time getting so distraught over hating a product or, or anything like that, they're wasting time. And I just say, why not enjoy something? If, if you like baseball but don't like hockey, you're not going to hate tweet hockey. You know, it's just, it, it's stupid, right? Like, why yeah. would you do that? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's the same, same concept for me when it comes to pro wrestling.
3: It's it's like the AEW botches account, which was clearly
4: ran by someone who was a WWE fanboy, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just I think tribalism is just unhealthy all the way around.
1: Go for it, Alex.
4: So my next question is about the
2: WrestleMania thirty seven main event. Many wrestling fans believe Edge should have won the main event of WrestleMania this year. Do you agree? Or do you think it's right to keep the Universal Championship momentum on Roman Reigns? Because Roman Reigns, I think he is definitely at a huge main event style level than he was compared to one year ago or two years ago. And uh, I, I, Paul Heyman's the reason behind that, I believe. I think Paul Heyman has elevated and helped Roman Reigns in a way.
4: Yeah, Paul Heyman has certainly helped Roman Reigns a lot, but I think we're seeing the true genesis of Roman Reigns and and what he's capable of doing. I think everyone knew that he had this in him. It was just he was not being booked and presented as such. And finally, once you got over that hump of being able to pull that trigger, we're seeing just how good he is. And the guy carries himself like a superstar. And he is a superstar. And I wish there were more fans... Present to see in person how good this guy has been you can make the argument that edge should have won i wouldn't be against said argument but i also know that edge didn't need that championship i know you could say oh well roman reigns has been the top guy he's been presented as this and this was." he's never been presented in this way as the top guy no he has and the more you can further that and the more you can build to that to one day, whenever that comes, whether it's next WrestleMania or it's in LA or whenever it comes, that somebody has been built to be a quality opponent to take that title off of him, where they will then be a beneficiary of that, that's the long-term payoff that you get out of it. Now, that's a big if, because WWE has to put the effort into book a baby face to reach that pinnacle, right? Like Absolutely. You to, and right now, the problem on SmackDown is, there are barely any babyface challengers that can be considered legitimate contenders for Roman Reigns title. So you have to put the time in to building talent where they can be conceivably strong challengers for Roman Reigns. And then eventually that one person, whoever that may be, gets the payoff.
1: And to, to piggyback off that, um, John, that was a great question by Alex, is the biggest thing that I took out of it, too, was it got a reaction. Right. Mm-hmm. Was, yeah. they, they were booing. And, and and that's what he's presented as a heel now. That's the point. You 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 know, and we don't all agree with what Vince McMahon does nowadays. But his biggest thing in wrestling was he always wanted a reaction, and that and that's what the key and that's what the and, whole key of the whole thing is. Alex, you were going to say something?
2: Yeah, and I could tell during WrestleMania, yeah. I was watching the fans in the crowd, they were uh, like just uh, spitting and shouting at Roman Reigns, just throwing whatever they had his way. And Roman Reigns, he 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 feeds off that. He feeds off that energy, and he, he he definitely did during that match.
4: Yeah, and I think that there were probably some people out there who were just like, "I hated that because LOL Roman wins. That's how it always is." But it's a different kind of Roman Reigns we're seeing right now. Yeah. Where absolutely for me, at least, it doesn't feel like LOL. It's not the Roman same. Wins, right? No, it's not exactly.
1: You you said about John about baby faces on Smack on not there being enough for Roman. I'm gonna counter that at, back with you with Raw, because other than Drew, who is somebody that you see can really challenge Bobby on 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 Monday Night Raw. And I'm listen, I love Drew McIntyre. I, I'm one of his biggest fans. These guys know it. I I, I think. He does still need to work on his mic skills, but his talent has gotten so much better than what it once was. But I look at the roster of Raw and I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know, Drew's fighting him again. But after Drew, then what is it? Because they don't usually like to go WWE go to the heel heel kind of match. And of course, you keep hearing they want Brock. Brock Bobby wants this match with Brock Lesnar. This is what he wants. This has been his dream opponent. Um who on Raw can even after Drew? Who is there that's left? Because we did an I did another show with the Sports Hit List here on the network. Somebody I think somebody brought up Keith Lee to me, and I said uh, it's fine. But Keith Lee's been off TV for four or five months. Keith Lee's great and all, but he's been off TV for five months. Yeah. Who? Well, you, you can't do Randy versus Bobby Lashley it's heel versus heel. Who do you see after McIntyre that can even challenge
4: Lashley? Yeah, and I mean I'll be real with you. I think right now Monday Night Raw is not a good television show at, at all and it's week to week booking and it's reflected and it shows that um they, they have a serious lack of credible babyface challengers on that side i 100 agree with you on that um it's interesting you make that comment about drew's mic skills because i have really felt like drew has come a very long way and, and i think yes he, he has i think he's a very convincing babyface promo for me personally um, but i i I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I think Keith Lee was a guy. I, I put this out there the day before he was released, but I thought running Samoa Joe as a big baby face against Bobby Lashley would have been a great route to go. Yeah. Uh, but he, he obviously wasn't cleared. And then we know what happened. Um, I'm not sure because you call people up from NXT, but uh, as I, we go full circle here and bring back to the first point I made without protective booking, you can't establish baby faces. When Keith Lee was on the roster it wasn't that he was getting beat every week because he wasn't getting beat every week. Be Randy There were DQs every other week or non finishes and guys can't get over with start, stop booking like that. Yeah. So uh-uh. yeah, uh, I suspect that I suspect if I had to go with my gut here, they either end up trying to go with uh, riddle after he beat Randy Orton this past week, or they eventually turn uh, Randy Orton baby facing and, and he's the one going after Bobby Lashley. Just I love
1: Randy Orton. But Randy Orton has said this numerous time and time again. He does not like being a face. He loves being a heel. I and mean, he's, he's so best when he's a
4: heel. heel. He's certainly best. He
1: is. The heel. He's such a net. And he brought it up on the um, on uh, the Stone uh, Sessions. What's it? The Stone Cold show that he did. He said, "I'm such a net." Like Austin even asked me, he "Goes, do you find it hard being a face, heel, face, heel every single?" He goes, "I'm such a natural heel. It, 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 it th- I thrive being off of that because I always do the." the when I was the, the legend killer character, it was the most hated character in wrestling. And he's not an egotistical guy, Randy. He was dead honest because he was – it's true. When he was the legend killer and he would punt everybody in the head,
0: everybody hated him.
1: As a face, it just doesn't draw, I think, as much fandom because I find it very boring. I don't think his heart is in it.
4: And to be real, as, as someone who's worked – on The indies is both a baby face and a heel being a heels way more fun, and so I, I, I <laughs> would, well, of I, course, I,
1: you get all the <laughs> I want to do that, so yeah, <clears throat> Lyle. Go for it. I think you're probably okay. gonna ask about like the release of the superstars. I would yeah, thought.
3: um, I want to get to <clears throat> out of everyone who was released who do you think can make the biggest impact and with what company?
1: There are a lot of them, John. <laughs> Again, year two,
4: yeah. <laughs> Um Ridiculous, but yeah. I mean, I think the obvious answer is Samoa Joe, right? But Samoa Joe, the reality is, say what you want, but he is injury prone, and and we don't know what his current mental and physical state is. So I, I would think there's certainly a lot of money matches with him in AEW if if Tony Khan wanted to open that checkbook and they wanted to go that route. But again, does AEW need more people right now? No, AEW's no. roster is loaded. It doesn't need more people.
1: You can make the case. It's too many people, John. Yeah.
4: You, um, you know, I don't know what Samoa Joe's financial situation is, but I think a way that Samoa Joe could really contribute to the pro wrestling scene would be for him to go back to ring of honor and for him to help elevate ring of honor and have some great matches with some of those talent. Cause there are a lot of great talent right now yeah. in ring of honor, Tony Depp and Roosh, all these people that he could go and have great Roosh. matches with. And, and I think he would be very, very, uh, helpful in that sense. What about Chelsea
0: Green?
4: Yeah, uh, Chelsea Green is someone who can contribute wherever she goes to. She's very talented. Uh, That's someone that I would say AW could really use to bolster the woman division. Uh, She could always go back to Impact and be a player there. But, uh, yeah, I I think AW would be good for her. And I think she has a great indie run in her, too, if she wants to do that. And she would do very well on the independent scene.
1: Really quick before Alice goes, I just thought it was so weird because, you know, to me... Peyton Royce was somebody that I felt was starting to really develop much better on weekly television. Her mics, that promo she did on the raw talk show was incredible. I mean, it really was an incredible, incredible promo that she did. And she had her best match of her life, I think against Oscar. And then obviously we said they just cut her, you know, I, I, I think she'll end up in AEW because her husband is there with Sean Spears and You can always add more women talent, I think, to the roster. I don't think it can hurt, but it was just weird to see some of these names. But you didn't see names like Aleister Black and those guys get released. So I'm, you know, and I'm going to let Alex go after. I just wanted to guess it was in my head. Why were those guys you think not like, why was Aleister Black not cut? He's super talented Black that why is he not utilized?
4: I mean, I don't want to speculate as to why someone wasn't cut versus why someone was cut. You might say his wife, though. I, I mean, again, I'm not going to speculate. I, I don't think that's my jurisdiction to speculate. I just, I think based on what we've been hearing, I think it was PW Insider who reported it, that they're in the process of bringing Alistair Black back. And maybe he's a top baby face on oh, SmackDown that you, know, you could roll with, too. And I think that would be great. But... I I don't particularly feel comfortable speculating why someone was, wasn't cut. I just, I think at the end of the day, you, if you're one of the talent that was cut, you try to look at it as a new beginning and see how you can reinvent yourself and look what Drew McIntyre was able to do after being cut. And there's a lot of people who have had very successful careers after doing Should we
1: include Jinder Mahal in that conversation? (laughs)
4: Look again, I, 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 not want to speculate as to why someone's there versus why someone isn't. Yeah. It's just, I, I think that you have to make the most of the opportunities that you're given. And some of these talent tried really hard in WWE. It didn't work. And now they have a chance to go do it on their own merit. And Look, Cody like,
1: did. Uh, I was going to go in a second, but it just so it just felt weird with Jim Mahal because he was the champion for a couple months. I'll like, say he's just not on television anymore. I just thought that was just, I know what they were trying to do, obviously with the India fan base. I, I understood what they were trying to do. It just, the whole thing, the whole booking just felt odd. You know what I'm saying? Like it just was, he's champion for six months. He's being Randy Orton. To, he's just gone. It just felt very weird. But Alex, I'll let you go before we let John go.
2: So you brought up Samoa Joe a few minutes ago. What are your thoughts on WWE releasing him? Do you think he should have had one more chance in an in-ring run? And do you think it should have been like a, a maybe in a title spot? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, why or why not? Do you think he should have had that run?
4: Well, again, we don't know if he was cleared physically or not. So it's hard to say on that front, what they should or shouldn't have done. I, I think any of us would agree that Samoa Joe is a valuable asset in a lot of different ways. And I talked about this, Absolutely. On which dropped up today on Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts, but um Samoa Joe is someone who can contribute in a variety of ways, whether it was as a commentator as he was, whether it would be as a mouthpiece, whether it would be as a coach. I think those things all together show what Samoa Joe's value was, whether it was in-ring or not. So I was surprised, and I'm pretty curious to see what he does because he's got a lot more in the tank, whether it's in the ring or not. And I think he can be a very valuable commodity for anybody that brings him in in a multitude of ways.
0: I like.
2: I I absolutely agree. I I liked him on commentary. I thought he was great on commentary because he brought a different aspect into realism. The realism. Yeah. He brought in just a different variety of things when he was on the mic next to Michael Cole, and it added more fuel to the flame
4: yeah and and he's a he's a very talented individual who i have no doubt will find a way to be successful with whatever his next endeavor is john we want
1: to thank you so much for joining us this evening man we really appreciate it again we know how busy you are uh let the fans know of course how the how they can reach you on i don't know if you want them to with reddit and twitter and stuff like that <laughs> you gotta you gotta you gotta uh give it out to the fans and everything like that for sure and Again, we don't want you to be a stranger on this show either. We'd love no, to have you back. especially sure. you. We have our one-year show coming up in the next few months, so we'd love to get you back on at that time as well to get you. You know, Great. We're going to have so many guests. You know, we have so many hosts, um, guests, people coming on that are going to join us, and we'd love for you to join that show.
4: Um, how can the fans reach you out on
1: social media?
4: Sure. Well, first off, I appreciate all that and congratulations to you guys on you. Uh, approaching a year. I know how you. hard that is. My podcast has been going for six years, and I know how hard it's been just <laughs> to get to that. So, I, one year is very difficult. Believe me. Um, uh, I don't have a Reddit account anymore. I deleted that one. But uh, on, on Twitter, you can find me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at John Alba J O N A L uh, B A because H's are for losers, and we don't need any of that. Um, you can. Uh, find uh, Living the Gimmick uh, at the LTG Podcast on Twitter or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, it's a fun, long-form show that myself, Doug McDonald, and Josh Eisenberg, formerly of Chair Shot Reality, uh, oh, goes it. through every single week, every single Tuesday. We drop that for you guys on wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, you can check out some of my indie work, too. Uh, my primary home promotion is Limitless Wrestling, which I believe is one of the top promotions in all of North America. And I'm very proud to work with them. So uh, those are just some of the places you can find me on Facebook, uh, John Alba, multimedia journalist.
1: Spectrum 360 sports host, Emmy award winning, and the host of Living the Gimmick, John Alba. John, thank you so much for this evening, man. We appreciate it. Like I said, I'll thank be, you, John. I'll be, I will be reaching out to you. Of course. We'd love to have you on that anniversary show with us to, you know, catch up and, you know, see where everything goes and unfolds, and good luck with everything the rest of the way, man. You're you're killing it out there, Thank so keep doing what you're doing, man. Stay safe as well, and to you and your family as well, right?
4: Thank you. Likewise, guys. I appreciate the time. Thanks, John. Thanks, appreciate it. Have
1: a good night, man. Have a good night, uh, how about, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only. And you know, I know we're gonna go to break in a minute. Um, a lot to digest. That's uh-huh. for sure. Uh, what did you what stood out to you the most Alex in regards to what John said Uh, what
2: he said about the talent when I brought up talent and uh, that really struck a mark of me because I never I've never heard it in that particular way before I've never heard it described that way before and he was right on point with that he it, it was it was it was pretty interesting, and I, I I also loved how he touched on uh, th- that how how WWE compared to uh, their ratings now from a couple years ago. How they're they're trying to improve, you know?
3: Yeah, um, I thought that he made some very good insights on what is currently wrong with the main roster, which a lot of mm-hmm. us see, and he pinpointed it pretty perfectly on what's wrong with Raw um, and what they should really need to do. And it's going to be, it's going to be interesting what they do in the future because they're going to have fans back fall, late summer. Um, I'm basing that off of what AEW is projecting to do with them. And I assume WWE would follow suit. Uh, Who is going to be breaking out with the live crowd? Because that matters. If you have a live crowd, it's, and you can sometimes get over it easier, uh, and that could also help Raw get a baby Absolutely. face.
2: Josh. Josh, I I gotta ask you, what did you think about him? Uh, about his comparison with uh, how talent how talent is built around I like his description on that.
1: Well, I think he he said it perfectly. I, I it's all about proper booking right Absolutely. That's yeah what it comes down to and i know we we complain about certain situations um and it was three nine zero three eight two is i it's two two zero three nine zero three eight two seven one the fans can chime in and call as well i didn't have the facebook page open uh while john was speaking so i should i should have had that uh on um you know, I was listening to everything you said. I was just taking a um, – what is it? Um, Arrow had to talk to me for a second. Our CEO here at the network had to talk to me for a second. Um, But he talks about the proper booking and the proper style that it has. And mm-hmm. there's a reason why they do what they do. Do we like it all the time? No. no. But that, that's the thing. And we need to understand that they're doing this to keep characters afloat. They're keeping their – They're They're trying to keep their
2: superstars afloat. They're trying to make them look good and keep keep their momentum strong so that they're not easily written off TV.
1: That's exactly it. And and you look at it in this perspective, and I agreed with him on the whole fan base perspective. If you don't like WWE, don't watch WWE. If you don't Mm -hmm. like AEW, don't watch AEW. Who cares? I'll tell you this. Alex, you know this about me, but Lau knows this about me a lot more. I watch... WWE. Mm-hmm. I watch New Japan. I watch Ring of Honor. I'm a, with the ROH membership. I have. Hey, I'm yeah, a,
3: share that with me. I share uh, my New Japan one with you. Come uh, on.
1: I already stopped it. I stopped it. Uh, I, I, I found a different way to find out how to watch it. So I can't really spray. I, I'll spray it with you off the air, not on the air. Um, I watch Impact. I watch New Japan. I watch NXT. I watch every single platform. And and I'm, I don't want to think, well, I'm not throwing Lyle under the bus. Lyle, you know, Lyle's saying to me, he goes, I can't watch WWE. It's a pain in the ass. It's terrible to watch. It's like I can't down. watch the main roster.
3: It's very difficult.
1: But but you know what, though? The reason why I watch it is because I like to get different perspectives on what I'm watching and what I'm talking about. So that way I could see it on, on, on the screen and I could see it is what they're doing. And I want to know, what is everybody complaining about?
0: Mm-hmm. Now I
1: see <laughs> why they're complaining about. It. That's why, listen... Do, can I sit through the full three hours? There's times when I, cho- I change the channel. Of course there is. Everybody does. But I watch it because I like to get a different perspective. Of why does everybody hate Raw so much? Why does everybody hate SmackDown so much? Why does everybody hate Dynamite so much? Why does everybody hate Impact so much? I I, I want to get a perspective on every single show. And see what it is that there are positives because there's always going to be whether there's a bunch of negatives, there's going to be some semblance of positives. There always is. There's mm-hmm. always will be. It's a three-hour show. There, there will be some sort of it. And I like to get a certain vision of what it is that everybody is talking about before I start arguing with something. Because when I argue something with somebody, I need. I like to back up what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. you know what I'm saying if i'm not watching it i can't argue it because no. i'm not watching it so if i'm not watching it i can't argue it so that that's why i watch what i watch that's why i i, I love. I, I live and breathe wrestling um well, you know so i do the sports lab mass with arrows and, and and speedy you could speedy if you oh, want to you. Me now you know speedy you know this um when arrow first met me um if speedy ever wants to get on the screen, when you know, um, uh, Speedy, you notice, know and Arrow's probably told us you the first time Arrow met me, he thought I was just a big wrestling fanatic. and no idea what a huge sports fan I am at the same time. I am a wrestling fanatic, I watch all cool. different platforms. Speedy, is that not true? That's what Arrow thought
2: very much so. I remember yeah, it that. Is he I, remember thought that. I was yep. just a
1: straight wrestling fan, no other sports.
2: But before we do go to commercial, yeah. there was one question I didn't ask John, but he already, he touched on it a little bit, and mm-hmm. he hinted at that uh, WWE doesn't really need fresh faces; they just need like a better a better caliber superstar. They need somebody of a better build up. And one of those people that I was going to mention was Adam Cole. Like, are they going to move him up to the main roster soon?
1: Well, I look at it even this way. You could say Adam Cole. Why? Yeah,
2: Adam Cole could go up against Bobby Lashley. That could be a next...
3: I mean, of course. Here's the thing, though. You have Vince, who would definitely not put him up there right away. You have he to was, do
2: it over time. You yeah,
3: he would do it over time. He story. would do it slowly. It would piss everybody off because, you know, Adam Cole should be at the top. And that would be the next thing to complain about. I, I think Adam Cole is one of the best in the world today, but... He goes to the main roster, which is the – which, like what they used to call Yankee Stadium, Death Valley. Main roster is De- Death Valley for good wrestlers. It is because you go up there and you lose all your momentum, and then that's it.
1: Yep. You know, and, and before we go to break, we're going to go to break after right, the point I make. You know, you talk about Adam Cole, Alex. There's already guys on the – why can't a guy like Cesaro – who's so over right now absolutely with the crowd older. be a guy that is used as a challenger and i think he is going to be the next challenger for roman reigns um i agree with john's perspective the only thing i didn't really necessarily agree with was the part there i think there's kind of somewhat enough faces to get roman by in the due time on smackdown on raw there is not so much nobody. Yeah, nobody,
3: nobody. Yeah, I would love for them to put uh, Owens on the on Raw the next time they do a shakeup and let him just be him. He's a guy who, like you said, he's another guy that's very over right now on SmackDown, and they need somebody like that on Raw. I think he would be the perfect guy.
0: Absolutely. Put Owens
3: on there. Let him Absolutely. have that spotlight, and I think that I think that's a guy who would shine and keep getting bigger over there. Because I'm a huge, huge. I say it all the time. I love Kevin C. There sure. is
2: one topic I do want to discuss, and I yes,
1: to- sir. What is that topic you want? To I talk talked.
2: I've <laughs> talked to Josh briefly about it before the show, yes. and uh, the rumor was that uh, Batista was going to make a wrestling return, and nope. he actually denied that and uh, mm-hmm. coded that out. So
3: good. So how do we think- right back? Ryback? He had his pull up there. Asking what the way the fans thought he should go, and he was a genius and put retire on there, and overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, it was retire was the winner of the poll. Like, can I'm we cute. all agree that finally, all of wrestling Twitter agreed with one thing: Ryback should retire.
1: Yes, beyond retired. We don't want to see him anymore. No, and he's probably going to come on our show now and talk crap to
3: us. And hey, you if know. he wants to come on. Come on, you're more than welcome right back. I don't know if I can legally say that with uh, you not owning your own name, uh. But yeah, if, if you're upset that we said you should retire, come on. on. So really, could
1: before we, you know, because before the nine o'clock hour, I what were we going to touch on now, guys? We were going to touch based on what, Alex?
2: So we have, well, we still have some WWE discussion, and okay. I do have one in mind. Uh, so. I don't know if you guys saw this, but a couple days ago, it was announced that Pat McAfee is a new commentator for SmackDown. And I, just get, I just wanted to get everybody's thoughts on that. It should have been I absolutely play. love it. It adds, it adds a new, a new window to WWE's main roster. It gives us another perspective. And I, that- I, it's very interesting because not only was Pat McAfee a competitor on NXT now he's somebody who can take all that knowledge from what he's learned that he trained through to be on takeover and use that on commentary.
1: I, I, I love it first off. I think he adds a certain pizzazz to the commentary table. Um, just like it's kind of like you know, when you think about it, what NXT also did, adding Stu Bennett, it's a different perspective, kind of like what John called it, like when Samoa Joe was on Raw. I thought Samoa Joe was awesome on Raw. I love Raw. I I did too.
2: I thought he was great.
1: And, you know, he adds a certain perspective. You know, Pat McAfee, if you've never seen his show, it's funny. His show is hysterical. He's funny, dude. (laughs) Oh, dude, I laugh. I laugh. Like, when he starts standing up and he starts. he starts, like, standing up, he's like, all right, guys, (laughs) here we go. We're going to go through the wall here, okay? We're going to... We're going to bite some kneecaps off, right? What's the name? The Lions coach said. We're going to bite some knee. i play for that guy.
3: You Hold know? on. What ha- what happened to your body? Stand uh, up again. I-, I think you have a hole in your <laughs> shirt.
1: <laughs> I don't have any hole in my shirt. Stand up. Stand up.
3: Stand up. Stand up. What are you talking about?
1: Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. That is awesome, actually. Wow. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I do love this shirt, though. It's
3: yeah, great. it's a great shirt. Oh,
1: I love it. The love what
3: color... The green behind him, yes, that's exactly why it's yeah. doing it.
1: Well, the good thing is, uh, the beauty is, I have a green screen, and we're still waiting on two others on the show to get a green
3: screen. Yeah, mine got lost in the mail. I don't the know where you got lost
1: in the mail, or did it get lost in not ordering it yet? <laughs> yeah, well,
3: <laughs> maybe, <laughs> but, okay, um, back, back to oh, sorry, back to Pat,
1: yeah, back, back to Pat McAfee. I think it adds an element to it's so different because the thing is now everybody's going to get a chance to see how funny and how comedic and how hysterical he is. That's the thing, right? I mean, we look mm-hmm. at it in that way. You know, we, we just think of McAfee. We think of the thing he done in NXT with the match with Adam Cole and which by the way, he had a great performance.
2: And I think, um, I think Cole. he should, I think he'll definitely bring in his heel heel perspective on commentary eventually Calling all the fans, losers and schmucks. He had
1: Michael Cole laughing the whole show. <laughs> you see Michael Cole when he's the first thing McAfee said. Cole couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> he said, "This is so different. This is so different from Michael Cole."
3: I, it, I gotta say though, and Alex, you're definitely gonna agree with me. If they were gonna bring in anybody to be the color commentator for Michael Cole, it should have been Logan Paul. I would have loved to see that. I know Alex would have. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alex, did you hear I reached out to him?
3: No, no, no. You're thinking of the other one. Um, his brother.
1: It doesn't matter. I reached out to a Paul. He doesn't care which one it is, Logan or Jake. I, I don't know. like
3: either of them. If they,
1: fell off, if they
2: Josh, if they we fell, should get... If they fell off the earth, I would be happy.
1: Well, listen to this. I, I reached out to we're gonna him. Get... He wants to come on. He wants to
3: Oh, this me, is gonna Alex. be great, let's go!
1: Alex, oh, he God, wants to no. fight you.
0: Jake it's Paul okay. He, he you,
1: can, only you can
3: only win a fixed fight. He can only win a fixed fight. Look at
1: that real quick. <laughs> That's true.
2: KSI, KSI could shut him up. Yeah. KSI could definitely beat him. Jake
1: Paul, he said to me, he said, he told me, he said, first off, he said, this Alex Lowe's kid, whoever this dumb fuck it is, all right, I'm going to kick his ass. And then when I'm done with him, all right, all right, I'm going to take his public cashier register through the through the checkout line, drive him through that, and, whoop, you know, <laughs> you know, kick his ass and then uh, gonna tell him that his mom owes me money from last night. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to say, right? Alex, that's what he told me.
3: Yeah, and you know what? I would pay good money to see that. I have not watched one trailer fight yet, yet, but I, no, that would be him, something to watch.
2: him up against KSI and make it a whole no 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 no, 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 no,
1: no, no. No, 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 no. I want, want him.
3: This. I want Paul versus Slows.
1: That's right. That's what he wants. That's what I want. Alex, what do you... Come on, Alex. You go to the gym all the time. I see your videos.
2: No, no. Come things. on, that Iron Boy.
1: Alex, he's challenging you, man. He wants to talk to you. Look at his face. I <laughs> don't
2: believe any of that. Show me, <laughs> tell me the message. Show me the message, and then I'll believe it.
1: I'll send you the message, all right? I'll send it to you. I'll send it through. Uh, he's gonna send
3: it, uh, it. Yep, and and we're gonna have him on, and he's gonna jump through the computer oh, right. into your living room.
1: Mm, that sounds wonderful. And,
3: and- and he's gonna knock you out with one phantom is gonna, punch.
2: Is he gonna start fucking teabagging me? <laughs> <laughs> <Alex>. <laughs> <laughs> does he have a bamboo, <laughs> Does he have a bamboo stick up his? You know what?
3: Yeah. You just said fucking teabag me, but now you don't want to say ass. You said you know what? that's what he was drawing the line. Uh, that right. fucking bag. So- All
1: right, no more the F-bomb and no more the F-bomb. Come on. Let's keep it professional here. Buddy. Yeah,
2: no more F-bomb.
1: All right. So, um, you know, but we're, of course we're kidding, but look, I think Pat McAfee is going to be comedic. I think he's going to be funny. I think he's going to add an element <laughs> in it. He's a name. He's a name in the, in the, in, in the, in the media industry. Mm-hmm. Um, So, you know, I look at it this way. If, if they think this is what's going to draw to SmackDown more again, because they're on a, a national, um, they're on a national cable network, right? Most people that mm-hmm. don't even have cable will have Fox. That's just they usually have Fox, ABC, NBC, CBS. Those are the main channels you usually get if yep. you don't have cable. So they're trying to add a name, and they move Corey Graves over to Raw, essentially with Byron Saxton. Uh, the only thing I don't like that WWE has
2: done with commentary is they've completely moved uh, uh, Tom Phillips down to two. Yeah, he was block. good. I
3: liked him. I yeah, love. He was. I can't I have him. no
2: problem with Tom Phillips being on SmackDown. Like he I'm was trying. great. He,
1: Put he him added on so many layers over to whoever commentary. the hell
3: that guy was. Oh,
1: which one? Uh, i uh, on right, right now. Lord, yeah. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, no. The other guy that Alex likes. No, Alex's best
3: friend. Movie. You know what? That's it. We're gonna do it. Paul and this other dude who's on Raw, the new guy whose name starts with a V. Those. That's gonna be the no, new Raw not. commentary team. This
2: is all for comedic purposes. I know that.
3: <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> comedic it. purposes.
2: Yeah, it is.
1: Alex, Alex, do the impersonation of the guy.
2: I'm on Verk.
1: Yeah, do it. Come on. Why? Does he sound like that?
2: Like he's underwater. Does, he have, does he have goggles pressed to his face underwater? Yeah, that's literally what he sounds like. It's terrible.
1: <laughs> it's
2: trash. It's garbage. The first
1: time I, I played that for Arrow, Arrow goes to me and goes, what the hell was that?
2: <laughs> and my dad actually agreed with me. He's like, yeah, he has no... Oh, he's terrible. He has no knowledge of the sport.
1: No, no, but it's not even about the knowledge of the sport. He, mm-hmm. He... His the, the way his voice sounds nasally and stuff like that, it doesn't it doesn't fit.
3: What's wrong with well, nasally voices, huh?
1: Well, for one, you have one, so there's already the first problem. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like he's silent, he's just got the yeah. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound like we Harper uh-huh. though.
1: But yes, uh, that, that was the point, Alex. Very good. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. I'm leaving at nine o'clock and I'm leaving these two in charge. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, I it's mean, gonna be great. Might as well have a I mean she's like the blind leading the blind. That's what I look at it as. <laughs> <And> <laughs>
2: It'll be um, interesting, though, because we have we still have a lot to cover. AEW, MLW, NXT.
0: Oh,
1: and then we're going to have, after 9.30, we're going to have an, a special pushfire job where we're going to have those, the names out of the hat, who we're going to randomize randomize them and pick a name um, and where we think they're going to end up and why. And I think we're actually going to be able to get through all of them because... We have a lot of time for that, and it, that's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of fun. We
2: and then a special, special finish, finishing move from me.
1: Oh, because
2: I got a lot to talk about oh, about special. WX wow.
1: about wow.
2: WXW. Wow. So I can't wait to talk to you guys about that and tell you ever tell everybody how that went because it it was great. And uh, shout out to Alpha. Shout out to Daniel Mack Shaw for inviting me out again. That was. A lot of fun, and I learned a lot from everybody there.
1: Well, that's awesome. I'm just trying to get. I want to get. I'm trying to get on the uh, the Facebook page so I can see if anybody's. Um, let's Comment see. Comments? Yeah, Facebook I'm ready. So, uh, Paul he, he said, "Mr. Alba, nice to hear you. I'm curious on your opinions on this year's WrestleMania. So we got to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, look, John gave us a lot of good insight. He yeah, was, he did. was very honest. He doesn't like, and he's a He has journalistic integrity. He doesn't want yeah. like to speculate things. He doesn't like to make things rumored. Um, kind of like when we had Raj uh, Jerry on. He was the Raj. same way. He didn't yeah. like to yeah. at all. I should have asked because they had a Twitter back and forth, Raj and, and John. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I what it was. Um, it feels like so long ago, but it was. Something that went back. I should get them both on the show at the same time and just have like a wrestling uh, trivia. Don't thing,
3: tell but... them though. Just like, pop on, I... surprise them. <sighs> Great, that would be.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we have a lot of guests that are going to be coming on that show. We have so many people that want to come on with us. Um, that have- Can get Leo Rush back. What?
3: Can we get Leo Rush back.
1: I'm gonna we get we get to, I'm gonna talk to Leo Rush. We're gonna you know I can talk to. Hold on, we
3: gotta get Lance Archer back on. I know that he wants to do it from what he told me. got It's go gonna go be difficult.
1: W gotta me. go oh, A- w. It is. Yeah. You can do it. I'm you got this. I'm trying. I mean, look at it this way. We we have John Abba wants to be back on. Roz Jerry wants to be back on. Uh, Kevin Castle wants to be back Phil on. Scamper. John, you know John Alba wants to be back on. I said him uh, twice. I did say him twice. <laughs> Who's the one we had on? Who's the one we had on that one time? Phil, um,
3: John Draper,
2: John That's
1: Draper. Me. We're gonna. He wants to come back on. Oh, we got to get Phil back on. Yeah, we do. Oh my God! I mean, dude, Phil's been an annual on our show even before Lyle got here. Phil was an annual on our show. Um, you know, it, it, it's it, it. We'll get Arrow on too. Arrow will come. Oh on God. You know, trust me, he says the same thing. Arrow has to to come come off at the end. He says the same thing when he sees you. He says, God, I gotta talk to this guy now.
3: You should be (laughs) be lucky to talk to me. Okay.
1: Yeah, you sure?
0: (laughs) You sure about
1: that? Oh right. Well, I look at it this way. Uh, maybe Speedy could chime in a little bit on who he likes as a wrestler. Maybe he was the ultimate warrior because I just got him all so Hogan. excited. To
3: By the way, before we go and before Josh leaves, I would like to remind everybody listening that Hulk Hogan is not the greatest of all time.
1: Yeah. Well, I look at it this way. I had that on the weekend with him a few months back. Yeah. Um, you'll hear his points when he comes on. You know, Maybe he'll come on tonight with us.
3: Dun dun dun. You don't know. Who? Errol.
1: Oh. Tell him to come <laughs> on from
3: 9 to 930.
1: Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, look at it this way. Like, you know, Errol does add a lot of content, whether he knows the product or not with wrestling. He adds content. So because all he has to do is bring up Hulk Hogan's name, and Lyle flips down and now gets a boner. So that's the other thing. <laughs> so it's just You know, so I mean, you know. Uh Look at it in that perspective. It's 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 very simple to get certain people excited for certain things. So, as they say in the wrestling business, you get a reaction. Well, they're both going to get a reaction from Lyle and Alex if Arrow decides to come on. Um, if Speedy wants to send him the stream. But um, so we're going to go to break. When we come back again, I will not be here till nine thirty. Lyle and Alex will will be leading leading the leading the train at this point. I will be back on at nine thirty. We got this, and we will do push fire job when these guys come back. They're going to discuss a lot of AEW, they're going to discuss MLW, they'll discuss NXT. And again, at 9 30, we're going to do some push fire job. When I will come when I come back, there's a lot of big names that are available on the market. Where do we think they're going to end up? What'd you say, Speedy? I saw his thing talking, but he, nothing happened, you know. But uh, anyway, that's why
3: I call him Slowly Speedy okay. slowly pey slowly pe you don't even know the name you are giving him no he's slowly Petey.
1: <laughs> oh man so when he when we come back these two are gonna lead it and I will be back on at 930 with these guys until then we'll be right back this is off the map on the worldwide sports radio network we'll be right back it is it, the
0: worldwide sports radio network radio network radio network, radio network. this is Town I've ever been in. Love, you last. Everybody's got right. The champ is here. Yeah. Now welcome back to Off the Mat with Alex Lowe's, Josh Silverberg, and Lyle Gelling. Yes, yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we
2: are now in our third hour of Off the Mat. I'm Alex Close with Lyle Gillen here, and Josh will be back at 9 30. But now it's time to get into AEW. But before we do that, if you want to call into the show, the number is 203 903 8271. That's 203 903 8271. Feel free to call in and join the discussion on our topics and let us know what you think and what your thoughts are. Also, Follow me on Twitter at Show Slows. Follow Lyle on, tw- on Twitter at OTM. And follow Josh Silverberg on Twitter at Josh Silverberg. Also follow Off the Mat at Off the Mat WWSRN. And we also have a website, Off the Mat Google website, which you can check out. That link is in our Twitter bio. And now, Lyle, it's time to get into AEW. So AEW was pretty strong this week. Uh, we saw. We saw uh, we saw Mike Tyson came back and he joined an alliance Mm -hmm. with the with the inner circle. And that was pretty interesting to see, because if you remember like a year ago, Mike Tyson and Chris Jericho were in a feud. They did not like each other. They were in a personal fight. They had a personal vendetta against each other. And all of that turned around for Chris Jericho, and you noticed that MJF was trying to pay off Mike Tyson to join with the pinnacle and stab Chris Jericho in the back, but Mike Tyson was smart, he said, no, no, I'm not going to do that, I'm going to call this match right down the middle, I'm going to make sure this thing works on everybody's side, not just my side, not just Chris Jericho's side, and definitely not the Pinnacle side either, so I just want to get your thoughts on that, what did you think about that story this week?
3: I think the entire thing is a swerve. I think that what's going to happen is it's going to be like the DX angle. And he's going to turn on Jericho but to the pinnacle. That's what I think is going to end up happening. And I, I, I don't know. I just don't expect it to be. Tyson stays there. I don't see much of a payoff for that. If that's how they do, do it at the Ty- end... Then-
2: Tyson is going to pull pull a, a stunt on Jericho in the inner circle. What was that? You're you're saying Tyson's yeah. going to pull a stunt on Chris Jericho in the inner circle.
3: Yep, 100%. I think that he turns on them because then you think about it. That's over, and he leaves, and now the pinnacle has he. Because of that whole entire yeah. thing. I think that's exactly where how it's gonna end up. And they're trying to make the pinnacle their big top heel group. And the best way to do that is giving them a crap ton of heat.
2: Absolutely. That's the best way to get the pinnacle attention and really fuel fuel the rivalry between the inner circle and the pinnacle. But also this week we had Jay Targill come back on AEW and face Red Velvet. What did you think about this match? Because I thought the match was five stars. Uh, it was a very physical, intense match. There was a there was a lot of a uh, takedowns to the mat. I could see that Red Velvet is trying to use all of her mat her her reflexes on the mat and her her use every mat 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 skill that she knows imaginable. But Jay Cargill was smart. She scouted Red Velvet and she outmaneuvered her and won that match. So I, it was a great match to me. And it definitely, I could give this match a B plus, somewhere right in the middle. What if
3: it. it wasn't a Tokyo Dome? What would you give it?
2: Uh, Tokyo Dome, probably B-. Minus, cause it whoa, whoa,
3: whoa, whoa. It gets worse than Tokyo Dome?
2: Not worse than Tokyo. Uh, you, yeah, it would be better, A+, because a it is the Tokyo okay. Dome. Okay, there we go. And okay. then next match after that, we had Anthony Agogo versus Cole Carter, which we know that was a squash match, and that was all. That was all to put over the the QT Marshall and his new his new group, the Nightmare Factory. Well,
3: a lot of people are complaining. You know, you have QT Marshall. Oh, they're pushing Jobber. He shouldn't be getting this. Blah blah blah. But every single faction is intended to put over one guy.
0: Mm-hmm. Now,
3: the Nation of Domination was intended to put over Farouk, but what happened with it? It ended up putting over The Rock. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that that, th- that the factory was intended to put over Q2 Marshall. I don't think that was ever the case. I think that the factory is 100% intentionally trying to put over Antonio O'Go'Go. They are billing him as a legit athlete. They're billing him really well, much stronger than they have built oh, a lot of yeah. other guys who have come in. I so, fall. it's very clear to me that he's going to be the guy. And... That's what a fa- people are always complaining. How AEW has too many factions, there, are too many groups, too many of this, blah blah blah. But what is every single faction intended to do? No, they're they're to
2: put, they put over people. That's their job. That's what exactly. Actions are and for.
3: They're a new company. They really mm-hmm. don't have these other talents that have to get put over. Now no, you look at no. what the, what they are doing with Team Taz. Now they they're putting over. Will Hobbs,
0: mm-hmm. Ricky
3: Starks, and they're going to end up putting over Hook. Then you look at the factory. Um, Nick Kamisaro, I, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. I'm probably butchering it. I'm sorry, Nick. Um, but he's another guy. He, he has a great look. He looks like a beast. They can make him to be so powerful. Um, I would love to see where they go with that. But you're right. I think adding more factions
2: to AEW is going to make the program more interesting and it, it stands out more when you have, you have different factions and not just singles matches every
3: night. Now, Alex, what do you. Now, the guys who start, start the company they come from Japan. Kenny, the big guy, has been all, all over Japan. That's very prominent in Japan, having Absolutely. Many, many different fact, factions. The faction system, as they call it, is very prominent over there. <clears throat> yeah, and, you, see,
2: you see it with Chaos, you see it with the Bullet Club, you see it with uh and
3: Noah and, and, and AJPW even over there, those are the companies that are, I think they're even bigger than New Japan with the faction style shows. I, I just think that um, it's not a formula that is traditionally seen here in America. You usually have the one big faction that is a heel group, but That's not what AEW is doing. No, they're using
2: every avenue they
3: have. They're trying to go a
2: different direction.
3: Exactly. And you look at all these people complaining. What are they used to seeing for the last 20 years?
2: The same thing. The same carbon copy.
3: The same formula from Vince. Mm -hmm. Because that's all that was able to really be seen. And Impact, they didn't really try and do anything really different, except for the ring being six sides. Majority the, the, of that the, company, the
2: octagon yeah, ring,
3: yeah. Yeah, majority of that company was trying to have a wrestling company that was of the Vince McMahon slash Eric Bischoff formula. Now you look at what AEW is doing; it's not that formula.
0: It's no, taking it's that
3: formula and it's trying to combine it with the Japan formula. And when I say Japan, I don't mean New Japan. I mean what many companies in New Japan do, which is the faction style shows. And they're putting that together. And I, I like it. It's different. It's not something we're used to seeing. And I, I don't understand why people hate it so much because they're trying to put over more talent and build more stars. And that's what factions are intended to do. Absolutely. So I really enjoy that.
2: And then we also saw the false count anywhere for the TNT championship. Darby Allen defended his TNT title against, against Matt Hardy. And this was probably one of the best main event matches we've had on AEW Dynamite in a while because Matt Hardy comes from an extreme background he, with his brother Jeff and so does Darby Allen he comes from a skateboarding background so he really brings a, a he really brings a twist it with into his character with that and we saw Darby Allen go back and forth with Matt Hardy in this matchup. Matt Hardy pulled out a ladder towards the end, end of the match, did his signature move from up there, and it it definitely got people on their feet. There was just so much happening in this match, and it's definitely definitely going to be uh, memorable. And as Josh always says, everybody remembers the finish to the match. And the finish to this match was Darby went off up well, went off above the announcers table and dove off that end. And took out Matt Hardy to win the
3: match. I don't want to give Josh credit. Okay? We're not gonna do that, Alex. <laughs> I'll rat Josh out and I'll spoil it for him because he's not here and it's fun for me. He got he stole that quote from Vince McMahon. So Which I did not know until yes. you said it. So now anytime he says that we can call him out and say, No, 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 no. It's you're stealing <laughs> that from Vince McMahon, Josh. And he will totally get under his skin. And I will very much enjoy it. Because it's very entertaining.
2: But yeah, this match was pretty interesting. It it was great. You saw Hardy's family come out. And try to intervene in the matchup. And then Sting came out. And prevented that to happen. Prevented that from happening. And then I think we also saw. We also saw. uh, Towards the middle of the match. Was it Lance Archer? I thought Lance Archer came out and kind of got in sting's face and sting uh, sting was shocked because lance archer said you want to see the real lance archer here i am this is what i'm gonna do this is what i'm gonna bring and i think sting was shocked to see that because he didn't think he probably didn't think that
3: uh lance archer had that capability you know when i was reading the reaction of fans on twitter after that match and you look look at what's going on in that match. It's not like they're just taking random guys and coming to the ring. If you don't watch the product, that's the image you would have seen. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what John was saying, where the NXT fan base was coming in and looking in and getting out of curiosity. And out of the reaction of Twitter, I'm going to fully agree with him on that one. Because people were complaining that it was just chaotic, and people were just coming out there. and If you were watching, every single person that was out there was... Advancing the storyline, it mm-hmm. kept advancing something else that was going on.
2: They kept adding a new layer, layer after layer. Yep,
3: and re- region it, after region with that. And if you look at, it goes back, and I think it's also partially of what Vince McMahon or how he treats his general viewer. He treats them like they're stupid as can be. Because I'm not going to say that the people, these people, are stupid, but. If they watched the product and they knew of the product, they would have been able they to see understand it. it. And they I want to, I want to give them the benefit of doubt that they are watching the product. I don't want to automatically assume, oh no, no, you're you don't know what's going on because you're not watching. I want to give them the benefit of doubt, mm-hmm. and it's a shame because I think it was very obvious. I wish that other companies wouldn't treat fans stupid, because I think that then it would make fans want to think about what's going on more. And I think that's one thing that goes on during an AEW show, is you have to, you can see so many different things. And if you go, go back and watch at Full Gear, after Kenny Omega beat, um, no, it was after uh, the Bucks won the title. Kenny Omega, uh, Kenny Omega came out and celebrated them. And who do you see over at the entrance? Hangman, hey, coming out, He looks at his former friends, turns around walks away. And Mm -hmm. they didn't zoom in on it and make it a big deal. As I I remember, I could be wrong. But as I remember, you saw him in the background coming out and looking over there. And then he left. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: So you you can see it by paying attention. And that's what element that AEW does. They advance storylines, right? Not in front of your face. But it's there on the screen. They
2: make it surprising. They try to throw you off of it. And they yes, try to they do that. They try to um spot take you on a journey with their promos and storylines.
3: they do a great job of telling stories and they and this is something that I'll say SmackDown does better than Raw. They reward the the viewer for paying attention to the show. And when they advance their storylines. And it's something that I think should be happening a lot more often. Absolutely. I fully, I think it's a great thing because then it's going to make you want to watch more.
0: Mhm.
2: It's exactly. I love how AEW finishes their show. They don't just leave and finish. They leave a cliffhanger. They leave you questioning what's going to
3: happen next.
0: Alex, I, I love like that
2: style. I love I, that
3: style. I want to ask you a question about what, um, you thought of the turn that the Young Bucks did on John Moxley. And based on, I want your initial reaction. What, not knowing what happened now, on Wednesday, what did, what did you think of it then? And then, then, and then then. did your point, your viewpoint change after you saw it this Wednesday?
2: So to me, when I saw it, when I first saw it, I thought there's, there's, there's no way the young bucks are actually going to align themselves with Kenny Omega and just there's just, just 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 no way they didn't throw up the signal when Kenny Omega asked them to. Instead they did a group hug and like kind of trying to shy away from that. And then when all of the, when all of that went down, when we saw the young bucks turn it, it surprised me. It caught me off guard because I had no idea they were going to go that direction. I, I, I originally thought that the Young Bucks were gonna go their own way and still be the tag champions. And they are the tag champions, but I mean, like go their own way in a story, and see where they can do, see what they can do with that. But I think adding them to the to Kenny Omega and to the Good Brothers with Don Callis, I think it's good because we're seeing a new style of the Young Bucks we haven't seen before, and they hinted to, they hinted that. This week on the show, we're seeing a more dark, aggressive and more unforgiving Young Bucks than we have ever seen before.
3: I don't think it's going to be staying like this. I think that they are very much going to be swerving. I still believe that. Um, I think it's going to be a big pop when they do turn and they show that they were. Never, never actually never They were faking them. it all along. Yeah. Yep. I 100% believe that. I am convinced. They it were milking it. Me... You yeah. cannot convince me otherwise. I very much believe it. If they were real, they would have given them the two-sweet. In my opinion, I believe that. But also, based on the unbox, did you follow them on Twitter? Or, well, it's Matt Jackson who runs a Twitter account. I saw the b and
2: Elite episode where they took their old uniforms and kind of tore them up and threw them in the trash.
3: Did, did, you, did you follow them on Twitter, though? No. I if you don't, I would, because what they have been doing with their new bio post has been very, very funny every single week. Every day they do it a couple times a day sometimes, and it's very entertaining. They just change it, put outlandish things, and it's very funny. If you don't follow them, follow them. I I think they uh doing a great job with this heel stuff young bucks are natural heels they did a great job in japan great job in the indies great job in ring Mm -hmm. of honor heels and i think showing everybody what they can do as heels is gonna be great and listen i'm a big young bucks guy i admit it i want them to stay heels but i just don't think they will I think they will be swerving everybody. I like them better as see. I think they're 10 times better as a heel. Oh, absolutely. 100%. The way
1: absolutely.
3: Their gimmick, everything about them is built to be heels.
2: But, yeah. But now I do want to get into MLW fusion real quick. This week we had the IWA Caribbean Heavyweight title match, and Richard Holiday went up against Gino Medina. And Gino had his first title defense, and he beat. Uh, uh, Richard Holiday defeated Gino Medina, excuse me. And, but this match was okay. It, w- it wasn't what I was expecting. When the match started, I thought Gino Medina was going to get most of the momentum. But it ended up being Richard Holiday going over in that match, which I, I didn't mind. I just felt like the match was too short. The match was, the timestamp here was 6 minutes and 34 seconds. To me, a championship match like that had to be at least... 8 to 15 minutes long before Ending it It just felt too short And then we had the MLW World Tag Team Title match, Lost Parks El Hado, LA Park And 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 Selena With Selena De Lorena Defeating the Dirty Blondes Leo Bryan and Michael Patrick of Aria Blake Fun fact I actually commentated an old match For the Dirty Blondes mm-hmm. for, Tampa, for Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling so I know who these guys are, and they're very talented, and they're very good in-ring performers. They have what it takes. But I think MLW is just taking their time with the Dirty Blondes. They're not, they're, I don't think they're ready to absolutely push them to the next level yet. And, but putting them against LA Park and Lost Parks uh, definitely shows a side of the in-ring capability that they have. And they showed that in this match against L.A. Park and his tag team. But L.A. Lost Parks ended up taking the victory and retaining the tag team titles. And then the final match was the ML- MLW National Openweight title match. I talked about this, previewed it a little bit last week on the show. And I said that Mill Murtis kind of stole the title. He stole the title from Alexander Hammer- Hammerstone and pretended to be the true national openweight championship champion. And Hammerstone said, if you want to call yourself the real champion, first, you got to go through me. You have to beat me. And then you can call yourself the true champion. So they had a, a title match this week. And match guide rating was 5.57. So that's a high rating for a title match like this. And uh, Alex Han- Alexander Hammer- Hammerstone defeated Mil Mertes for the for the victory and we could tell selena was not too happy about it she was really upset about it because uh she was talking with el jefe but about uh trying to keep the trying to keep the momentum on mil Mertis and make her make him look good and make azteca underground look good and uh that that ended up being a disappointment with her because Uh, When we saw during the show that a agent approached Selena D. Lorena Mm -hmm. during an interview, and you saw the agent push the camera away, and we we all all we heard was Selena talking in Spanish, so we don't really know who uh, El Jefe is, and we still need to find that out. But overall, this was a good show. I'd give it a eight point five out of ten for AEW this for uh, MLW this week.
3: Now speaking of MLW. They're moving to Vice. Yes,
2: they are moving. They got, the they, they got a TV. They got a new VICE. sign, and I'm um, very excited. Is,
3: it's huge for them. Vice Absolutely. is it's going to give them many, many um, new viewers and much bigger audience of. Or how do I? I want to word this correctly because I just kind of said the same thing. They want to have. They have a bigger potential for a bigger audience. Doesn't mean they're going to have a bigger audience, but they're on a channel that can give them a bigger audience and. and and that's what they the chance.
2: I feel yes. like with YouTube and constant YouTube uploads and it's just not enough build for viewers. It's not enough to get a national attention. You know, I think MLW needs more of that. They need to be on a bigger channel and now they have that and now they have the capability of doing that.
3: Yeah, um I got to say though, I think one guy who can definitely stand out by being on a network with more viewership is Hammerstone. I think he's so much charisma. He's so talented in the ring. He's a guy I would love to have on the show, have Josh work his little magic. Um, but yeah, I, I think that is someone who can really become even more of a star, but I I'm definitely going to be watching. I really could, weren't, or didn't get in the habit of watching as much on uh, YouTube, probably more convenient that way. Um, but, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch on Vice. I have Vice on Fubo TV, mm-hmm. and I definitely plan on watching. I think it's going to be a great show. And they do a great job. And I can't yeah,
2: they do watch. an amazing job of storylines. And one more thing I forgot to mention about Alexander Hammerstone and his match. After the match, Kruger put out a promo towards Alexander Hammerstone saying he's not done. And Contra is not done with Alex Hammerstone. So there's another there's another avenue they're going here. And I cannot wait to see what happens next Wednesday. It's going to be interesting and because I'm wondering what Prince Kruger is going to do. I'm wondering what Contra is going to do. We'll find out. Maybe Alexander Hammer, Hammerstone will team up with Injustice against Contra because Injustice, Injustice has had their battle against Contra for a while now. So we'll we'll have to wait and see what happens there but now we have NXT and this the show opened with Karrion Cross promising a lengthy title reign and one one person that comes to mind to me for the next person to challenge Karrion Cross for his title there's actually three people that come to mind there's there's um Roderick Strong Kushida and then and then there's um, what's his name? i uh, He has the glove gloves. Dexter Loomis. So those three. He's those, great. Yeah, he's
3: a great character. He does a great job of the whole psych- psychology of him and in, in the ring. I like watching him. He's something. He's fascinating. I do think he kind of sailed sailed a little bit. Um, I think putting him with the way kind of draws away from his character. Yeah. In
2: that line. That's because they're, they're involving him too much with the way. And I think they need to shy away from that and they have to go a different direction and keep, they have to do what they did with, with him a couple months ago when they put him up against Kushida, they should have stuck with that storyline. I don't know why they flipped it. I don't know why they changed it all of a sudden.
3: Okay, and we're going to end up going to a uh, commercial break, and once we get back, we're going to be talking more NXT and doing our push-fire job. We're going to be talking about the release guys and seeing where we think they might go. It's going to be a very, very fun final half hour, so stay tuned.
0: It, it, it's the World Wide Sports Radio Network. Radio network. Radio network. Radio network. Oh, Are you ready? See yeah! Now welcome back to Off the Mat with Alex Lowe's Josh Silverberg and Lyle Gellin.
1: Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the last half of the only wrestling show here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome to Off the Mat. I'm your host, Josh Silverberg. Of course, my other co-hosts, Alex Lowe's and Lyle Gellin, who really stepped up big the last half hour. Thank you so much, guys, for doing that. You did awesome. Really quick. How you download our app, it's quite simple. If you have an iPhone, you go to the Apple store, you go to you type in WWSRN. If you have an Android, you go to the Google Play Store, you type in Worldwide Sports. All of our content is free. The whole app is free from articles to show schedules to show times to clips to episodes you might have missed or something you might have really liked. You can go back and rewatch it and re listen to it. And if you're driving, you can always listen to the audio feed as well. That way you're safe while driving and uh, you don't text and drive and everything of that sort. WorldwideSportsRadio.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope. You name it, we're on it and we have our website as well. Alex, what is our website for the Off The Mat uh, page? So The
2: Off The Mat website is in our Twitter bio. You can click on a link and it will take you directly to the Off The Mat website. We have a pay-per-view and show page. We have a contact page where you can contact us th- through our gmails if you want to be on the show with us. There's also We also have a special guest page and a new uh, a bit, we have a special announcement page. So that page contains the off the mat anniversary poster and the first confirmed guests for the anniversary show. So I highly recommend checking all that Who out. Who is
1: the first guest? Do we have a confirmed?
2: Yes, Masha Slamovich.
1: Boom. Don't want to She'll miss be that.
2: coming on with us. I cannot wait to have her on because she's, she's wrestled in Japan. She's been everywhere, man. And I can't wait to have her on and discuss. All her japan journey and where she's how everything is going for her in her her wrestling career
1: awesome that's good stuff out for sure Remember, we want to thank of course john alba for joining us tonight it was awesome having him on with his busy schedule and answering all of our questions and really giving us great insight to uh behind the scenes as well as what's going on in the wrestling world and everything of that sort. but now it's time to get to the we usually like to call it a fun segment. It's kind of a disappointing segment. We speak. were
2: in the middle okay. of NXT.
1: What happened? We, yeah. were, we, we yeah, went,
3: we're, gonna get, were talking to NXT. NXT first of oh, we
1: were in right a, okay. So you guys can continue it then. I'm sorry about no, that. No, no, no.
3: You can go. You Go give your opinion, Josh.
1: Yeah, what I want to Josh's
2: opinion on it too. Because we saw the show open with Karrion Cross, And I discussed with, uh, with Lyle before the break. That I think there should be three people to challenge. Three people that should challenge carrying Cross. Dexter Loomis, Roderick Strong, and Kushida. But the only problem is with carrying with uh with Dexter Loomis, they keep putting him in angles with the way, and I think that's diminishing his character. I really think they need to shy away from that. And a couple months ago, they had him in a feud against Kushida, and I don't know why they just suddenly flipped the page on that. It doesn't make sense.
1: I thought the show as a whole was interesting. First off, Cross's promo was great.
2: It was. Uh, and yeah, I, it always, definitely
1: was. And, I, and, and the, the underlying thing that world, I think, you know, we always talk about what Cross does. You, you know, I don't know if you guys brought this up, but you can't miss the underlying detail of what carrying Cross's character is, and that's Scarlett. Mm-hmm. Scarlett adds an element to his character that a lot of, I mean, she's a manager. Or valet, or however you want to call it, but she's different because she doesn't. She doesn't interfere with the matches. What she does is she gives motivational tactics. You see it on the outside. She does kind of crazy, different things. She, you know, she does all all the prayers and and I don't know what language it is. Um, she's very different. She's not generic. She's a very, uh, I guess you could say, you know, a, a very. Organic kind of way She she really adds to the element And if you notice on all the t-shirts That It's not just Karrion's face on the shirts anymore She is no. now on all the t-shirts as well mm-hmm. so They find her to be a very big part of his character As far as who on the roster can challenge Cross I mean there's so many ways they can go Yeah there's
2: so many different uh, There's so many different ways they can do this So many uh, avenues they could go
1: I, yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I you know, um, you know, it's interesting, you know, and I heard some of the names you guys brought up. You brought up what? Kushida, did Kushida,
2: Roderick Strong, and uh, Roderick, Duc- Strong. Well, Roderick
1: Strong handed in his papers the other day. So my guess is he's probably getting called up to the main roster. Um, mm, That's interesting. That would it, be, my yeah, guess. that's a
2: good point, actually. I never, you know, another
1: one you guys, there were, there were two you didn't mention. One is Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed is, Reed is definitely I, is somebody yes. up
2: there right now. He, he,
1: he, he's big right now. You know, Bronson, well. Reed is, Bronson Reed is so over right now. You could see what he does in the ring, but he's also got the size and ability. And I, I like his accent, you know, being from, I believe he's from Australia. So I like South
2: Australia. Yep.
1: Yeah. So I like how he adds that sort of element where he's kind of standout ish. You know, I know Vince feels with accents and everything like that. Another one you could say, another one is uh, Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn is another one. You could say that is a guy that definitely, I think eventually will get that. Push as well for the championship run. Um, you know, Balor's going to be back. Um, another one I think is going to get a big push. I think this is where they strapped the rocket to the moon for him, and that's Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly yeah, getting. Yeah. The I, I think he deserves the run. Kyle O'Reilly.
2: <laughs> he should be first he, in line for the run.
1: Once he had that match with Cole, that was the rocket to the moon for him. That was done basically saying, okay, Adam's getting called up to the roster soon. It's time for you to step up. Be what you were as a singles competitor, which we know what he can do. You know, so those are the guys that really, um, they say they not The one, The one thing I don't under, understand is why would
2: they suddenly flip uh, Dexter Loomis over and put him in with the way when they were focusing on his rivalry with Kushida? Loomis? Yeah, because a couple months ago he had a, ma- a couple matches against Kushida.
1: Well, Kushida just won the cruiserweight championship. So clearly, and look, say be it what you will, the cruiserweight championship is completely different now that it's on NXT than when it mm-hmm. was on like 205 live and that crap. All right. I mean, let's 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 call it what it is. When Leo Rush held the championship when um who was the one that just had it recently? Um
0: uh, just,
1: uh Santos Escobar. Santos Escobar. Um they put up excellent really four star caliber matches, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's not like the Cruiserweight Championship. It's just a no-name championship anymore. I mean, it's a legitimate thing. Clearly, they're going to go the Champa. um, They're going with the Champa-Thatcher tag team, which I I, I, I like. They called
2: out MSK in their promo. I
1: love it. I like it. it. I'm intrigued by it. I think it's an interest. I I think those two have great chemistry together. They work really well together. I think it's – look. Those are two guys that I think especially Champa, can work with anything. It doesn't matter what you put in front of him. Tommaso Champa can make it work. That's mm-hmm. a simple that. I think he's gotten to that point with me where no matter what the rivalry is, we'll see. Another crazy one, and I don't think it's going to happen, but I would be curious if it ever did happen. Why not give Walter a shot? Oh, why not give Walter a chance against Cross? Why not yeah, do don't call?
3: I think they would have a unbelievable I don't think they would
1: have believable
2: striking match. Probably the best striking match if they did, that, if they decided to book that match.
3: You were going to say something, Lyle? Yeah, I don't think that if they did that match, I can picture it, but I don't think they would ever have Walter win. Um, unfortunately, because I think he he should have an t- NXT title reign, but I think they, they're going to really try and keep him in UK. Well, he's in NXT now. I mean, yeah, but he finished. also he's also the NSUK champion, so he's going to have to go back to defend the title over there.
1: Of course, but, at the, you know, you never, I mean, look at it this way. If they ever want to do a title versus title, and the two guys, they're very you know, similar. Know the War of the
3: World. Worlds?
1: You could, what'd you say?
3: They had the World of the Worlds takeover show last the year. The Worlds Collide? Worlds Collide, that's what it was, yeah. yeah. And they could definitely do that. you have them face off. That would be interesting.
1: And It's kind of interesting because you know I look back at the takeovers and the one we don't really talk about much is the world's collide show. And I thought we that was a solid
3: show. show. It
1: was a it was a really good show. And to me, Absolutely. when I look you know, I mean I, I, there's so many ways that they could go with this. like I said, I said Bronson Reed is a guy that could be first in line, Pete Dunn is another one that's gonna be in line for this. Um and then I believe I I I said I Kyle Riley. Those are the three guys mm-hmm. that I think of right away that are Step of a the finger, they're going to be the guys that I think challenge Cross for this. Bow is going to be back in the mix, so you know it'll definitely be interesting. For yes. sure, but I like the show. No, I love the Tuesday night. I idea. love the show. I got your I, thoughts I, on this. It's better for everybody. Uh, I have and what's to her name also, on this. What's her name? Also, debut too. Um
2: uh, her name in WWE, is Frankie Monette Now,
1: I love Frank. Her debut in Frankie Monet. So, for those that don't know who Frankie Monet was, uh, she was Ty Valkyrie, and impact
2: absolute i was gonna she, get to that
1: yeah she was tremendous in impact she was you and her and gonzalez if they let them fight and let them do their thing magic That'd be great range. match yeah, absolute
2: the magic i Absolutely. love
1: the top of that i love raquel Gonzalez.
3: why can't they call her tyranny valkyrie that's bull. I, I think it's trademarked by impact because she watch. i think she used that outside of impact too Yeah, but the
1: difference was when she was outside of Impact, she was probably doing, like, Lucha Underground and, like, more indie companies. Now that she's in a global company, that they might have just made it a little different. So, I think it's a different standards on when they're working with different companies. I I think that,
3: you know, um, it's more of WWE. They want to take certain guys, and if they don't like your name, they're going to change it. Not because... ...of the fact that you already have a name built... ...and they don't really like it... ...I think it's more of the fact that... ...if they make you a star... ...they make more money off of it being... ...their name... ...because then if you leave... ...they're not going to be looked at as the same person.
2: I get and, that. I, I understand that. To yeah, understand. They're, they're protecting...
3: Yeah. ...their company. I, I look at it and I think if they, they want to make her a star. So if they make her a big star... ...and one day she leaves... They're not giving someone a Hulk Hogan again. They're not giving someone this gigantic star off the, right off the bat. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to have a different name, and there's going to be a lot of fans who might not recognize that name.
2: Kind of like what they did with uh, Alex Zane. His name from – he was going to use his name in New Japan, and they said, no, you can't you can't use that. That's uh, trademark too.
1: Well, one last thing before we get to our push fire job. Um, another interesting person that I could definitely see – if he wants to go back to, and I mentioned it to John Alba, and I know John said that you know there's a rumor. I'm 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 curious if Aleister Black decides to go back to NXT. And he already did try and decide to go to NXT. They told him no. He might have, but you know what? They let Finn Balor go. Maybe they changed their ways differently though.
3: But was it because they let him go, or was it because, it, from what I remember hearing, was that it was planned to originally be short term,
0: and okay. then end up being long term.
1: Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
3: Well I think I, I think originally that was why they let him go down there. I, I
1: mean look, I, I think I could see Triple H going up to Vince and saying, Look, let us utilize him. Let us utilize him. Because I tell you this, if he had a match with Carrying Cross, Alistair Black and Carrying Cross with those two characters, money. That's money. I
3: agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. money. Uh, I mean, uh,
1: it, 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 it's, it's something that I think that needs to that needs to be looked at. It needs to be thought about, and it needs to be talked about in the meetings. But what do we know? We're just we're, we're just show hosts. We know we don't. We <laughs> know, that's, that's what we know. I mean, you know, we don't know much. But um, let's get to our push fire job because we're running
3: short. All on- then.
1: Okay then. So Lyle, what is the first name? And it's not Alex Lowe's. What is the first name? We're <sighs>
3: okay, the first name I'm pulling out. Alex, can you give me a drum roll, please. Sounds like
1: you're specking your balls.
3: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 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 Ooh, I got a good one. The first one. I can... AEW. And you cannot see it. I'll bring in the camera. You still can't see it. No. It's, it says AEW.
1: Okay.
3: You can't see it, though. Because mm-hmm. I don't know why.
1: why well, say AEW?
3: Huh? Because what we're going to do is we're pulling out the companies and you say who you want to go there. oh Oh,
1: that's what it was i would say okay i thought you were gonna do the names okay got it okay Okay, okay.
3: the iconics
2: why i agree with you because they had so much star power when they had when they were in the tag tag division with wwe and they were tag champions when they were with wwe what's to say they can't do that you want
3: to know the difference between what aew does and what wwe does AEW builds stars off of, off of what you can do in the ring. Mm-hmm. WWE builds stars off of their character. There's a difference. They built yeah, difference because they were funny. That's why they worked over there. I don't I, I don't believe that they are good enough in the ring to really make it in AEW. I think they'll be exposed a lot. I don't I I don't want them there. I think they would fit much better um Elsewhere. I don't think Billy Kay is going to really go anywhere for a while. I just don't – I'm not well, high on could, her.
2: You could have Peyton Royce and put her in singles – in a single storyline in AEW. Like, I don't
1: the games that got released. Don't mind
3: uh, me. You're fine. I would prefer her to not be in AEW. I think she would do much better at Impact, just my gut, because she would be able to shine more. And she won't have the – yeah. and she won't have the big – um, spotlight of AEW where I don't think she's the best in the ring. She's solid. She's not the best. I don't think she would be able to hang with uh, Sheeta and or Jake Cargill. Car I don't. Oh, I don't. Chris. I don't think she's as good as the rest of the roster, to, in my opinion. Um, in Impact, they don't have the big enough viewer where if she doesn't have the greatest match. She won't get called out on Twitter, and she can still be looked at as hey, you're still overall doing well, but that's because. There 200,000 people are watching the show,
1: so I look at it as this, and I think Peyton Royce should be the one that goes to AEW. Billy Kay, I think Impact would be good for her. Mm-hmm. For me, Peyton Royce would fit perfectly because her career trajectory, trajectory, when you think about it and you really dive deep into it, kind of reminds you a little bit of Britt Baker, where Britt Baker had some stuff that she had to work on before she got to AEW, but she got signed to AEW and she's drastically, drastically improved. In and out of the ring. Her mic work skills are great. The difference. On. You're like,
3: okay, go.
1: Hey, hold on. Her mic work skills are great. She does really well in the ring now because she's worked her ass off to get where she's been. Because let's remember when she was in the indies, a lot of people did complain about her. They they said that her skills in the ring were a little eh. And I thought that too when she first got to AEW. They were very meh. They weren't great. To me, Payton Royce. You give her the time to work. Her match with Oscar on Raw a few weeks ago was incredible.
2: Absolutely. It yeah, was a great match. It was a and, that, and, and, match. And, that's,
1: and that's what Peyton Royce was talking about in saying, Give me an opportunity. Let me be the person that I know I can be. You've held me back. She put on a great match. So you give her the opportunity. She will. You know, you mentioned Chris Statlaner and Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, and she, you know, um, what, um, Jade Cargill, Jade Cargill, you know, Jade Car- Well, Jade is a different breed. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's just a whole other animal with that. I mean, she can, she, she could call three of our asses if it was a three on one handicap match. I, 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 I
3: think, think she has phenomenal talent. She's gonna she go does. somewhere, and, and oh, yeah. to be, but,
1: you know, but it's, it's, um, you know. I, I think Peyton Royce would fit in very nicely in that locker room. I like to see her put her I against I I mean, Maybe a Britt Baker. I like to see her do something as a team together and go that route and see where that lands Because her and Britt Baker have kind of similar personalities. Mm-hmm. You look at it, and I think it would fit I don't
3: very think well it's together. As good on, in in on the with a. I don't think she's that good on the mic, okay? Uh, that's so hard to say. But did you see um, her play more on Raw Talk? Uh, I did, but I don't that was know. A real problem maybe maybe that it's way. because on w- in WWE, they script everything. Yeah. And in AEW, it would be a little bit more natural. So maybe that's why. Um, but I think she's the better of the two I- iconics. Oh, absolutely. But Billy okay. Kate's funny, though. She's fun funny, but I don't think that that character would fit in. No, it
1: wouldn't fit in AEW, but I think Peyton Royce would fit in very nicely in AEW. I really think she would thrive in AEW. And I think if you let her be who she is, which was what she was on Raw Talk, where mm-hmm. she did a complete shoot.
3: Yeah. That, you, that if would if be you, golden.
1: If you get that promo work that she gave you on that, it's going to work in AEW.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So the next one. Yes. Is, Alex, can I get a real drum roll?
1: Yeah, don't play with your boss this time. Sounds like a he sounds like a banging monkey. <laughs> <laughs>
3: got, got the uh the uh what are those drums called? The bongos. Bongos, yes! We got the bongo from the from the uh, from the old Nintendo remote bongos. <laughs> we have Ring of Honor. Okay. I, will, I I will go first this time. Okay, yeah, go. I am going to say – see, I, I'm stuck because I want to say Samoa Joe, but everyone's going to say, oh, Samoa Joe. But if we go over our time a little bit, it's okay, by the way. I don't think there's anything going after us. I want to say Chelsea Green. She was in Ring of Honor beforehand. She did extremely well, and I think that she can go there and do, do a great job again. Perf- per- preferably, I would say AEW but I think Ring of Anish, I think she would do amazing there. I think they need more women, too. Thank you, Speedy.
2: I would say... I mean, mine's easy. Who on the list do we have that we haven't said?
1: I got one for you, if you want me to give you one. An easy one. It's Andrade. Andrade,
2: Andrade. definitely. Definitely would be Andrade. great. Andrade. Well,
3: okay. Yeah, I wasn't personally including him in Th- this list because he happened earlier, but no, that's I forgot about him. You're right. Yeah,
1: he could go there or New Japan. Absolutely, he could work, he could work in Lij in Ring of Honor. Okay, he could work in Lij with Ring of Honor with Rouge. Yeah, or he could work in Lij with with uh, you know, with uh, with um uh, Naito. Naito, yep.
3: I would love that. I would love it. Okay, the next one. Speaking of Japan, Japan Pro Wrestling.
1: Okay. nobody Beautiful. on this list that really stands out.
3: There is
2: one you the could only put... The
3: only one I would say is Andrade.
2: There is one you could put in, but he would be good with, uh, uh, in Chaos, with Yanotoru. Toru.
3: Bo Dallas. Bo oh, Dallas? Yeah. Well... You know what's... Maybe, funny? I'm, maybe I'm strong, because he was he was talented in... Uh, in uh, but uh him with Yano and Yano will carry him. I, I will tell you
1: this. Bo Dallas to me, when you think of Bo Dallas, I look at Juice Robinson because Juice Robinson was forgetful in NXT.
3: But he oh, had- Bo was. Bo was an NXT champion. But Josh, you I saying, know I, no Bo Dallas, that, right? I think
1: I like Alex's idea. Bo Dallas would be great in New Japan because he has the same trajectory as Juice Robinson did.
2: Yeah, but he he's kind
1: was of- a no-name guy in NXT, he was a jobber.
2: But at the same time, he is comedic, so you could put him with Yano. No, let
1: – I'd say let him, let him join Finley and Juice. Let him do that.
3: So, go well, that. Hold on, hold on. What, what, what would it be? Because um, you know, Finley is a uh, son of Fit Finley, obviously. And you have Bo Dallas, who is the son of IRS. R. Mm-hmm. So – what 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 would you say Bo Dallas could gimmick as? Because fin- Finley is like uh, it could be like Finley, fin- like a
1: fun tough guy, like what like what Juice is. Juice, a is combination funny. of the two. Yeah, mm-hmm. I but I, I, you because you look at it. Finley's the tough one, Juice is the fun one. But they know when to get tough. When the time, like look at Juice when he had the the rivalry with Moxley. Yeah. Like, he was fun, but he was able to, you know, kick ass in that match and be able to be mm-hmm. a tough guy and get away from that character for a little bit. So, I think – There's so- a lot
2: of things you could do with him. You could have him be comedic. You could do a lot with yeah,
1: him. Yeah, he's, he's a guy that just – they just didn't – I don't they know. Vote they, on us. they dropped I don't him. know. They, they didn't believe in him, I guess. No. <laughs> they, didn't, <laughs> they, didn't so they didn't
3: believe!
1: No, they did not. All right. Okay. Is that it?
3: No, okay. I got I got a few more. We can keep going if you want. Uh, okay, me... it's an interesting one. I have WWE. Who do you think that we got released could return to WWE a la Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, uh, Jinder Mahal? Something like that.
1: Nobody. Nobody on that list. Yeah. yeah uh, maybe, I don't think so either. Maybe Laura Sullivan, but I think he
3: burned his bridges pretty good. No, yeah. no, 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 no. You no, liked
1: no. him in NXT at first.
3: Uh, before everything came out and I found out yes. he was a living scumbag.
1: Don't, don't, don't sweep down to the rug there, pal. No, Blake.
3: I'm not. I'm, not, I'm <laughs> not. That was
2: bad. But now, Josh, it's time to get our – it's time to get Yeah, to let's get
1: to our finishing movie. move now. Alex is ready to go. Alex is ready to get going. He's ready to rush off. It's fine. We're <laughs> having fun here. Alex is missing Mr- – He's like Buzz Killian from uh, Family Guy. That's what he is. He's, he's Sir Buzz Killian. So, you know. <laughs> um, all right, Alex. Since you're so eager to give us our finishing move, you're so dying to give it. Go for it.
2: So, my finishing move is I drove all the way up to Lake County, Florida. How which many is, hours is that from you? That's an hour and 49. So, it's almost two two hours. So, I drove up there to... Uh, Go to WXW, which is a promotion run by the legendary Alpha, the Wild Samoan, three-time WWF Tag Team Champion with Sika and 2007 WWE Hall of Famer. So I I was absolutely honored and it it was a privilege to be out there and to learn from Alpha and to learn from his students and to also be under the wing of Daniel Max Shaw, who also had an opportunity to go out him. He had an opportunity to go out to OV, OVW in Ohio. So there's a lot that he can, that he could teach me, that he could uh, provide to me and help me with, because uh, he also does ring announcing too. So I got to see him do his ring announcing for all the matches at WXW. And uh, towards the, after the show ended, I was, I was standing, uh, putting chairs away, p- helping, helping the crew put the, put the ring and stuff away. And I looked to my right and I'm like, is that Davey boy Smith Jr. Is that Harry Smith? I, I, I had to be sure. So I walked up and asked somebody, and they're like, yeah, that's Harry. And I walked up to him, said hi to him, introduced myself. And, uh, the first thing he said was, what's your purpose? Like, what are you trying to get into? And I told him, I want to be a wrestling broadcaster I want to be a wrestling commentator and for the past three years I've been doing backstage stuff with uh promotions in Florida and I'll never forget what he said because it's 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 stuck with me and it's gonna stay with me for the rest of my or the rest of my career he said uh keep doing what you're doing work hard and stay motivated out there and best of luck and that really that was really cool and something I'll never forget. And then also, I saw um, Alpha's daughter talking to Harry's wife or somebody that's with the Hart family, and I saw her pull out a small ring. I'm, I'm looking at it for a second. I only had a few seconds to see it, but it was the WWE Hall of Fame ring for the British Bulldog.
1: Which there are now reports, by the way, that they are in the works of making it a real Hall of Fame now. They I, I hope so. Awesome.
2: I really hope
3: they don't they don't make it. I eight. really hope
2: so. Um, they need to. Yeah, because I was telling I was telling office daughter that I was like, I was, I I said my co-host on the show, he told me that they're thinking about putting a WWE Hall of Fame in City Walk in Orlando.
1: Yeah, that is the truth. And they want to use the WrestleMania thirty
3: eight. No, 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 not thirty eight. It was no, Orlando 30... Orlando. What was it, thirty-four? Was I, think it was 20. I think it
1: was 28 no no the one with the universal set no that wasn't 28 the one with the Universal studio set that wasn't 28 because that was when Roman main invented taker um was it 30 might have been 33 yeah use that set as the intro to the Hall of Fame because be pretty cool. universal, so that would be awesome. awesome I mean that would be the second time they they've tried doing this so um but yeah that's great stuff man Good stuff, Alec. That's awesome, dude. I'm I'm glad you got something out of it. And that's the important thing for sure. And taking life lessons from pros. That's really what absolutely. Yeah. Be a sponge, take the knowledge and and, soak it all in, soak it all up, man. That's what it comes down to. What's your finishing move, Lyle? You go, you go first. Okay. Well, my finishing move is I want to thank John Alba for joining us tonight. It's that simple. Um, that's one. And two, um, when we're done here, go check out NXT afterwards. I love that NXT is on Tuesday nights now and that AEW is on Wednesdays. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. I think what it does is now there doesn't have to be a war. That was never really a war. There doesn't have to be a war. I think, and John put it best. If you don't like something, don't watch it. Why do you have to be included in the cesspool and be a problem? If you don't like AEW, don't talk about it. If you don't like WWE, don't talk about it. Ignore it. Absolutely. And if you see people that are going to talk about it, Alex had a. Oh, okay. I was going to say Alex had a great frozen picture there first. He was like <laughs> – That was great. Um, Don't be a part of – and even John said those are the worst fans. Those are the worst fans. Yeah. Yeah. If something if, – if, something,
2: if you don't like the program, don't watch you it. You know,
1: something like me, like do I like WWE's main roster right now? No, I don't, I don't tweet about it,
3: but I watch it. I watch. If I'm it. watching it and, and I and it's bad, then I'll tweet but about listen,
1: it. I I don't tweet. I don't tweet it. I I watch because it it the got one thing, low
3: thing
2: low. is I don't I don't like when fans complain on Twitter to other people. That's the thing.
1: See, I agree I, with I, you. I I don't like when fans complain on Twitter and they don't even watch the product. Yeah, they don't watch the product. Knowledge about, about WWE. Then watch the product. Otherwise you're gonna
3: complain about anything, watch the product. Like, exactly.
1: If, if Otherwise, like no, then there's nothing to say. There's nothing to say. Majority of people have, who complain You don't about... have any facts to back it up. Mm-hmm. You didn't oh Drew McIntyre had a oh, yeah. had a it's bad, like, bad promo.
2: That's a quote my dad always says, the more you say, the less people will hear.
1: That's right. You're damn right that's true. Because here's the fact. <laughs> the fact of the matter is this: if Drew McIntyre had a bad promo, oh, what didn't you like about it? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I heard on Twitter it was bad. So you didn't watch it. You just heard it from somebody on Twitter. You yeah. heard it from a from a podcaster that it was bad. So what 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 do you know? <laughs> you don't know. So then shut up. You're saying someone what else was? is not yours. <laughs> yeah. so that's that's mine.
3: For me, you know, I, I was actually also gonna talk about the uh the the, the ratings, but you know, I, I I I completely lost my train of thought when you went when when you went on about the fans. Um, okay, so when you go last, They're the best for last. That's what they say. What here's, they my, the answer, yeah. here's my opinion on the on the ratings. I think it's a great thing because now you have AEW building up to bloody guts, and then you have them building up to double or nothing. And that interesting what they interested in what they're going to do between double or nothing and all out. They're going to do something. Because they have uh, June, July, and then August. So they probably have a big show in the middle on Dynamite. And right now, it is is the time of year where they really get in the groove and really start having great shows week after week. And I'm really excited to see what they do and how the ratings work. Because if they continue going up in, in the ratings, I think that they can, at the end of the year, be closer to 1.7 range. And I think that would be a good success for them. And I'm interested to see what happens when AEW starts getting on a roll and they have no competition and Raw continues to be utter dog crap. What happens with the ratings there? Does that go down as people start watching more AEW? Now they're really not competition because they're on different nights and I never thought they were. So that entire making Raw and AEW competition was stupid. It does not make sense, but... Yeah, I'm really interested in seeing where AEW goes towards the end of the year.
1: All right, guys. Well, that's the end of our show for tonight. Mm -hmm. I want to thank John Alva again for taking the time. Yes, thank you, John.
2: Thank you, John.
1: How you can listen to us and watch us, it's very simple. If you have an iPhone, you go to the Apple Store, you type in WWSRN. If you have an Android, you go to the Google Play Store, you type in Worldwide Sports. You click download or install. It's all free. The shows, the schedules, the articles. We have some good stuff going on there that you can check out. Any clips or any episodes you might have missed that you want to see or you want to or you want to hear, you want to read. It's all there at the tip of your fingers. It's all free. Worldwide as well. We are the only website out there that if you compare us to any other website, I don't care if it's ESPN, our, our website is truly one of a kind when you see it and you check it out. So be sure to check it out for sure. Don't forget to check out sports lab maps with myself, Errol Marks and Speedy Petey. Uh Wednesdays and Thursdays. Wednesday show is nine to eleven, Thursdays is nine to twelve. And the weekend crunch, of course, with myself, Errol Marks, and the great and powerful tidy whitey man himself, Speedy Petey. I'm sure he loves that I said that.
0: <laughs> um, that's
1: Arrow's stick game for him. Which by the way, he'll be doing some underwear autograph signings this week at the Comac Walmart. So if you go check it out, his mom will be there in attendance as well to Who hand is? To Speedy. Oh, I'm definitely going to be there. Yeah, he's going to be, be the only one online. He's going to have Sharpies in his hand. You know, his mom's going to be handing out the pictures.
3: So be- here's the question. Who's going to be the better mom? Sue or Speedy Pete's mom?
1: Oh, Speedy Pete's mom's the best. What, are you kidding me? There's no competition. She's the best mom. She, she raised Speedy Petey. <laughs> the man is the hardest working man in the business. Are you kidding me? So that's, that's the answer. So no debate. Come on. Speedy. Speedy is the worldwide sports radio network. And that's a fact. And I'm not even BSing. That's, that's not, a, that's a fact. He is. And I hope he knows that. Um, but, and we always, we always want to, and of course, we want to thank him of course for producing and helping us uh, as always Don't forget, like I said, check out those shows. Check out all the other shows. We'll be back Tuesday at 8 o'clock next week. There's so much going on. So enjoy NXT after we're done. Enjoy AEW. Enjoy SmackDown. Enjoy whatever you watch coming up in the next few weeks. Also, don't forget to check out ROH 500. They had a great show. Um, Mark vs. Jay Briscoe was one of the matches. Um, I'm going to check that out, of course. Phenomenal stuff. For Lyle Gillen. For Alex Lowe's. This is Josh Silverberg, and of course, the great Speedy P. Thank you so much for tuning and listening in to us every single Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Off the Mat. Kenny Omega, end it for us. What you got to say? Good night, everybody.
0: I must beat you at you, so say with me now if you know it, goodbye, Mwah. and good night Bam. Thank, you for, Thank you for listening to Off the, Off the Mat, Mat on the Worldwide, Worldwide sports, sports Radio Network. Network. Your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.